0: horror writers podcast episode number
1: 45
0: all right and well, welcome back to the horror writers podcast the show with two horror authors discussing all things the world of horror I'm Zach Bohan, and
1: with me is Jay Thorne. How you doing, Jay? I'm the light, and you are the darkness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is we were joking before. This is the first time we recorded at night, and I made sure to make it really, really dark and uh, try to hide my ugly face. So, and, and all the, you know, what'd been awesome is there was like I had someone stand in the corner over in, over here, like in all black or something, and they just poked out in the middle of the park. That'd be pretty
1: rad. I thought maybe you just had dirty laundry like hanging off, you know. Oh no, that's actually down here. I actually
0: all do right. I totally have dirty laundry, but it's down here to my right. So uh, I don't know what all kind of crap you'd see behind me if you could see, but you know, but it's all good. So nice. So how you doing,
1: man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh cool. it's yeah, it's uh, you know, it's getting to, it's getting on in February and so um you know, people up here in Northeast Ohio start to get a little bit excited that, you know, we probably only have two or three more feet of snow to deal with. So that's pretty
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting like 60 degree weather here. So it's been, it's been, oh, fuck, I'm not supposed to talk about the weather. God damn it.
1: <laughs> I, I bait you with that every you time. You totally now. bait
0: me. So, uh, so today we're, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and change subject.
1: All right. So, <laughs> uh.
0: I do need to ask something else a second. So, but uh, but first, let me let me set the show up like I was supposed to do. So, um, today we're going to go back and forth on some of our uh, favorite horror movie or horror movie book settings. Um, this is two weeks in a row where Jay has brought a topic to the table. Um, he actually gave me good ideas for once, and I decided we'd run with them. So, um, <clears throat> by the way, one of your other ideas. I really like too, but it actually gave me a much broader idea but we'll we'll talk about that later so but uh i, I want to ask you real quick before we get started um have you watched eleven twenty two sixty three yet
1: I have not mm.
0: so by the time we're recording the second episode is is up on hulu now okay. um, but uh a uh, one of our listeners uh Michael Wright uh, asked me on Twitter if we were ever going to talk about it mm. so um <clears throat> I figure maybe what we'll do at some there, point There
1: Michael shut up now. There we just talked <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well, he asked if we were going to talk about the pilot, but I think what oh. I'd like to do is actually just talk about the show like once it's over or something. Um maybe maybe we'll uh you know, if if I can get you to watch it.
1: Yeah, is it uh is it on the free Hulu or what what's it being broadcast on originally? Is it a showtime? or Hulu? Oh, it's it is it's a Hulu, Hulu show. Original. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it's so I don't know if it's on the free one or not. Um I don't know if you have you ever signed up for the trial? No, I haven't. You could just do the trial then and just binge it cuz it's only going to be 8 episodes.
1: Oh, okay. It's just it's a mini series. 8 1-hour episodes total. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so maybe when it gets done, you just do the trial. Maybe I'll throw you my password. Maybe Mate, that no. maybe that be oh, easy you put way on to
1: The, the internet's in trouble now, buddy.
0: <laughs> maybe that would be the easiest way to do it and uh, <laughs> I'll just change the password afterwards. Maybe.
1: Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> sorry Hulu
1: so. he winked if, you, if you're if you listening on iTunes he just winked well now they fucking know
0: if Hulu's listening I did it hoping they wouldn't watch on I you fuck dude <laughs> now you're going to have to buy it you're going to spend 8 bucks one month <laughs> I can handle that I think it'd be worth the 8 bucks but no just to <clears throat> um, Michael I did watch the first episode haven't watched the second one yet probably going to either I don't know Next couple nights, but uh, I love the first episode, it really lined up with the book. The cast is amazing, nice. Um, so James Franco is killing it in the lead role already, so uh, I'm uh, pretty excited. So, it's you know, as I mentioned before, that's my favorite Stephen King book,
1: it's one of my favorites too. So, I I just (laughs) should definitely check it out.
0: And his stuff definitely, uh, you know, relay like his non-horror stuff goes to the screen a lot better than his horror stuff does um so i have a feeling this whole series is going to be it's going to be really really good so um you know it's <clears throat> it is set in the 60s and speaking of settings that you see my transition there see what i did you like that yeah. um we're gonna so we're today like i said we're just gonna we're gonna go back and forth
1: on what are you drinking water in a harley davidson glass
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it looked like some kind of orange drink. I and I know you don't drink, but I was like, is that like some kind of juice or something? I, I didn't know. But yeah, uh Harley like, plug. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah. No, that was not gonna get me anything, but
0: Dallas, Dallas Stars. Right there. <laughs> it's not gonna
1: get you anything either. Whatever. Might give me a stanley cup. <laughs> you not gonna touched it. So, yeah. But okay.
0: So man, we've wasted like five minutes of people's time already. So that's
1: awesome. Back together here. Let's pull it back. We need to go back
0: to doing mornings when I'm like
1: (laughs) when you're half asleep. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: maybe maybe that's the deal. (laughs) So um so anyways okay so we're gonna go back and forth discuss some of our favorite settings and uh, you know I don't really know how we set this up but oh oh yeah sorry (laughs) um so uh I'll let you start
1: of course you always do you always, always do that
0: see what's going to happen though is like i only have a few of these so you're probably going to say right off the bat like, that's true and you're just going to screw me
1: so. yeah I, I only have a couple too although i did and maybe this is something you could think about i thought of a few uh settings maybe not horror specific but settings in general that don't interest me and i can talk oh, okay. about that so there's that's a that good ring. Point. okay i'll be thinking about that while you start All <laughs> so you probably know where I'm going to start. Uh, don't everyone? Actually. Well, everyone I guess knows, I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows uh, the Blair Witch Project is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, and there there are several movies where the primordial, primeval—I don't know which what's the best word there—but the uh, that haunting sort of untouched forest is one of my favorite settings. Uh, you know, when uh, when Dan and I were writing Shadow Witch, I I could visualize it. Uh, I went recently saw the witch um i'm a big fan of the uh, 90s version of the crucible with daniel day lewis and winona ryder um i i was a fan of uh the m night Shyamalan* movie that everyone hated the village um i think it also had sort of that that sort of element to it um and part of it is i you know i have an interest and i've studied colonial american history and um and I know, uh, I know from those, from that, from the research, that there was some scary shit in those woods, and and not just animals, but lots of stuff. Uh, so I think for me, um, any any type of uh, story that is set in a really dark, frightening forest, whether it's horror or not, is immediately appealing to me.
0: Nice, yeah. <clears throat> and I know uh, I'm going to plug you for a second. To you mentioned Shadow Witch, but. You did mention Reversion, which is, uh, of course, based off uh, the, like, you kind of were influenced by the suicide force in Japan with that, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Which apparently there was just a terrible movie that came out that was about that too.
1: I haven't seen it, but I heard about it Yeah, I heard it's
0: bad. Um, it's got my girl in it from Game of Thrones, who I think is really hot, Nally <laughs> Dormer. But uh, I, my girl. Like, yeah, come your on. girl. Okay. I'm <laughs> sitting here in the dark and I want to show my face and I'm saying that girl's my girl, but... But, uh, but no, but, uh, and, uh, yeah. So I know that like reversion is really influenced by that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and that's a great book. So force. Yeah. I should have known you were going to go there first. Yeah. That's totally, that's uh, that's a good one. So, <clears throat> so mine, I guess, if, since you started with your favorite, mm-hmm. I guess I'll like for the, it was, you know, it, it was kind of hard for me to like rank these, um, mm-hmm but i started thinking about like okay so what is like a lot of stuff that i read like what kind of saying is then and one thing i kept coming back to is uh like small town type things Ah, Uh, so um you know there's something about and stephen king is the master of this like stephen king is the master of making a town a character um you know he of course did it like it with dairy main and and a lot of his town, you know, Salem's lot, like Salem's lot, like the, the lot is like, yeah. <laughs> a, is a character in the book, you right. know? Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and I found myself like, man, like a lot of the books I really like, like, especially that I've read lately or like small town books, you know, like Salem's lot is really yeah. good. Um, my yeah, favorite I've, I've been reading uh yeah, it, yeah. I mean, um, a lot of my, uh, like, I've been reading a lot of Brian Keene. My favorite Brian Keene book is Dark Hollow, which takes pay- place in a, uh, up in your neck of the woods in a little, uh, I guess it's a fictional town, but Lil Hollow. Um, I know it's based off some myths and stuff that you probably know about up there and some history, but, uh, um, more recently, and, um, one of my favorite books, my favorite trilogies is Wayward Pines. Yeah. Um, and Wayward Pines is totally like a small town um, type mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, the small town for me is probably, like, I, I find myself over and over again, like, you know, coming back to that, that kind of contemporary setting and, uh, you know, kind of have some ideas for my own stuff I want to write, you know, in nice. my own, like, fictionalized towns and stuff, so.
1: Why do you think, uh, why do you think small towns, what is it about them that's, that's frightening or scary?
0: You know, I just, <clears throat> like, for me, like, you know, so I'm a, origi- like, I'm I'm a Texan and, I'm, and I always claim that. But I really grew up in Mississippi. I, w- I went to high school in Mississippi. Um, and there's a lot of just like rural, like small towns in Mississippi. Yeah. And my wife is actually from one. My wife is from a small town called Yazoo City. <clears throat> and I think in a novel setting, like I like stuff that's like small, tight cast. And I think yeah. that you're able to get that across in a small town setting, like you're able to get to know a lot of people, but it doesn't get too overwhelming. And it's pretty realistic that all these people would know each other. Um, So, you know, and it's kind of like a, you get kind of that claustrophobic feeling Um, like in Salem's lot, like it's totally believable to think that like all this shit could be going on with these vampires in this small town and no one outside there would know about it. Yeah, You know, Um, it's very, it's, it's, it's really realistic, especially, like I said, for someone like me, um, who, you know, a lot of Mississippi is just country and then you hit these old towns. And, um, so I, I think for me, just the cold claustrophobic feeling of it and knowing that, you know, stuff could happen and really, you know, if that happened in Cleveland or Nashville where we live, I mean, come on, you know, if, 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 if something like that happened, it would be. Everywhere, but I think that you can kind of get away with doing a little more in those small town settings. Yeah, they're more isolated. That makes exactly. sense. Exactly. And you and, and there's a lot of character in the in those types of places too. So right. Right. So what about you
1: next? Which well, one do you like? Yeah, the, the the another one that I really enjoy, and, and this is probably stretching beyond the horror genre in the classical sense, but I love uh near post apoc settings uh and to no surprise i'm um i'm writing a few uh the walking dead um there used to be a show i don't even i can't remember what channel it was on i want to say like history channel or travel channel or something it was called like life after people
0: yeah it was on the history channel okay
1: yeah i'm fascinated by those kind of shows uh And it it's like I love the Book of Eli, but that was like too far gone, almost. That was like almost a generation or so. That's really dystopian, which we've talked about obviously on a
0: previous episode. Yeah, Yeah, right,
1: right. This idea that like there there are these everyday things, uh, things we take for granted, things we walk over and buy and around all the time, uh, yet in in a certain setting, in a near post-apoc setting, those those things take on a whole different significance and. Uh, especially in something like The Walking Dead, where uh, you just see, you know there's a fraction of the population is left. And so everything is just barren and empty and as it's been left. And from the time I was a little kid, from uh, I am Legend on, like that type of setting has just um just captured me. and and it's a it's a sort of a dark fascination. um, but I think it's one a lot of people share. this this idea of like, removing the people and just letting what's left kind of rot. And I I don't know, it's, it really works. So it's, I know it's not a horror movie setting per se, but uh, it's definitely a story setting that I find really compelling.
0: Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> you know, you said a lot of people share it and I think you're right because that's actually the next one I was going to talk about. So thank you. You finally got me, one, <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, like I'm, I'm totally with you. Like I think that, and we, and we've talked about this on other episodes, but I think that, you know, the fact that especially where we live now, like in this whole, like, you know, uh, this state of, you know, we kind of have everything at our fingertips and everything's convenient and everyone has this sense of entitlement, um, not to get too political, but you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, if, if that went away, man, it'd be fucking interesting to see what it'd be like, <laughs> you know, to, to say the least, you know, um, and, uh, and I, and I love reading that stuff too. I mean, obviously, you know, like you, I, I write that stuff, you know, um, and you know, I, if I, I love, I love reading it. I read a a book really recently that I don't think we've talked about, um, called bird box. You ever heard yeah, of Bird Box? I have
1: heard of it. It's on my TBR. Pile yeah, Bird Box. Sure.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, and it's kind of the same. Like, it's partly kind of far removed, but it's kind of got two stories going on. It was telling, mm-hmm. telling some backstory. But, uh, yeah. dude, it was like, it was fascinating. Like, the, the premise of the book is that people, uh, there's these, apparently, you don't really ever find out through the book, but apparently there's these monsters out in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you lay your eyes on them, then you die, so these yeah. people are walking around the world with blindfolds on, yeah, and it's dude, it's fascinating yeah. um it was it was really good, and it kind of took the it was an interesting way to do the post apocalyptic setting because these people can't see, right. <laughs> so it yeah. was a uh, it it was really, really, really fascinating, so yeah, I'm totally with you on a on the post apoc stuff like i it does kind of teeter the edge of horror and sci-fi and stuff, but it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely a great saying. Actually, uh, I can't say what it is, but like one of my favorite books ever actually mixes the small town thing with post-apoc, but I can't say what book it is because the post-apoc part is a spoiler.
1: So, ah, okay.
0: Um, okay. And it, and it's like catches you totally off guard when it happens. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so for me, another one, um, and, and I don't think this one gets used enough and you and I have actually, you know, you and I have discussed an idea that I have that uses this setting. Um, but hotels, Yes, uh, hotels is another one that I like. And again, I think it comes back to kind of that claustrophobic feeling. Yep. Um, and, uh, I don't, there's just something like I've, I've told you like, so my dad's a hotel manager mm-hmm. and there's been big sections of my life where I've lived in hotels. So we, we, you know, we typically would move every four years and we first moved to a place. We'd live in a hotel and uh, I've lived in, I mean, they've mainly been nice, but you know, I've lived in, we lived in one hotel and in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was like under construction. And there was this whole abandoned part of, of a floor that we were living right next to. And it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And there's a story in there somewhere, (laughs) but, uh, but I don't think hotels are used enough. Like, obviously, uh, you know, the most famous examples would be The Shining right. and, uh, and Psycho. Um,
1: yeah. And, and what's the Stephen King novella with the room number? I always forget what it is. Oh, I don't remember either. I know what you're talking about, though. Or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and The Shining, again, going back to Stephen King and the way he does, like, The Shining, like, Overlook Hotel is a character. Yes. like in that book, like it is a character in the book. I mean, you could argue the overlook, the hotel is the antagonist yes. in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think the hotel gets used off enough. You know um, I know of course there's also American horror story hotel um, more recently. I only watched the first episode. I haven't gotten beyond that. I am eventually going to watch it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I don't think that one's used. I'm actually really looking forward uh, to our buddy, Dan Padovana, his new book coming out crawl space. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of it takes place in a, in a hotel or a motel. Um, there is a difference. So like I've said before, so, um, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that too. So, uh, yeah, hotel definitely not used enough. So totally agree. Good, good call. Yep.
1: You got uh, you got another one you want to talk about? We got a few minutes here. You know what? I I don't, and I was going to talk about some settings that don't move me, but I don't want to get that. I don't want to. It's too negative. I'm not going to go there. I think we just I'd leave ca- it as we like. What do you think?
0: I, I don't know. I, I'd kind of be interested in here. I don't think it will be negative. I mean, who yeah. are you going to offend? Are you going to uh, offend?
1: Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about offending anyone. I just uh, – oh, I, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Um, The uh, self-contained spaceship – Holds no mm. appeal for me, other than Alien. I love Alien, um, the movie, but the general idea, I don't know if that's, is that space opera? I'm not even sure sort of what that genre is. Kind of sort yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I, and it's different. Like it's, a spaceship is claustrophobic the same way a hotel is, but for some reason it doesn't capture my imagination the way a hotel does. Like I think of a hotel and I think of all the people that have moved through and sort of all the residual energy they may be leaving behind, and and that's like really fascinating to me. Whereas like the the story on just the spaceship itself, um, I don't know, it doesn't have the same effect. So I'm, I'm just not a big fan of like the the big spaceship stories, I guess. I get that.
0: Uh, to not. <clears throat> and just to even it up, I'll throw one out real
1: quick. Just so you don't look
0: like an asshole. Um, <laughs> oh, you like oh, you won't offend anyone, but you'll look like an asshole. <laughs> just so you don't look like an asshole. You know, for all those people out there who you know, a lot
1: of Space Opera fans. I just offended.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. So we probably just lost like two viewers or listeners. But uh, <clears throat> but one that you know, honestly, like one that I don't really like is the haunted house.
1: Yeah, um, really.
0: <clears throat> I really, I just i maybe it's because it's been so overdone. Yeah. Um. Uh I don't know. Like I just I just don't care for that one. Yeah. I think there's only uh so many ways you can tell that story. Um and uh and it can be done like well. Um again, you can go back to the shining. I mean that's a hotel, but it's kind of a haunted story, right? You know. Um, but uh but yeah, I'm not and it's funny because I kind of wrote a story like that that's kind <laughs> of a haunted story um, in a way. Um, but, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of that and it's very popular and it's big in horror. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that might be more controversial than the isolated aircraft. So you might
1: look less (laughs) like an asshole than me. Yeah. You're the asshole asshole. Hey, that's, that's
0: (laughs) totally fine. I'm the one sitting here in the dark. So it's, it's, it's all good, but this is the setting I like. You hey, know.
1: there you I go could, and it, and it kind of looks like a big spaceship to i was play. gonna say
0: for all you know i could be in a spaceship so <laughs> you know i could totally just be in a spaceship right now and you never <laughs> <be>. <laughs> oh nice so <laughs> so yeah so anyways well cool well um i guess that's as good as place venue to stop
1: yeah i think it sounds like a good good spot to wrap it up yeah so obviously you know there's a uh we
0: left, I mean, obviously there's a lot of settings we left out. So, you know, feel free to comment and tell us settings that you like. Uh, maybe give some good examples of ones that we mentioned. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just let us know what you think and let us know how big assholes we are for the stuff we don't like.
1: Yeah, show me some space opera love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so with that, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Horror Writers Podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please feel free to leave us a comment. Subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. The Horror Writers Podcast can be found on the web at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. All graphics provided by Johnny Diggs at diggscreative.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.